Hello and welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, the podcast by, with, for, and about Minnesota family law professionals. My name is Tom Tuft and I'm a family law attorney and ADR provider at the law firm of Tuft, Locke, Jerebek, and O'Connell. It is challenging to maintain a business in light of the significant slowdown in economic activity, the inability to work collegially and collaboratively in the office on a daily basis with colleagues, and the lack of courts to help us break impasses. I've been practicing for 25 years, and while I am convinced we will weather the storm, I couldn't imagine being a young attorney trying to build a practice going through this. The opportunities to connect, to speak in public, to have lunches, golf, build relationships, they just aren't there as they once were. That's why I thought it would be so interesting to hear from a young attorney who's trying to build a practice on her own. My guest today worked for a firm for a year and has been solo for roughly a year and a half. She practices in family law and estate planning and probate. I am pleased to have a chance to speak with Taylor Casper. Taylor, I really appreciate you joining me for my podcast and taking the time out of your day. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I want to ask you, um, you know, you're a relatively new attorney. Um, you kind of hung out your shingle. Um, it's got to be tough to to get business when there's not ways of getting out there very much. What, what are you doing to get the business going? Yeah, so um, I am relatively new. I came out of law school in 2017, um, worked for somebody else for a year, and then went out on my own totally and completely in like October of 2018. And it was very slow to start. Um, didn't really have a good grasp of where to get business. But some of the things I started with to get clients to get my practice going was um, I actually participated in Mitchell Hamlin's legal incubator. And so that was kind of a way to help me get some experience on my own, not really being supervised by another attorney um, by doing some low bono work. And so I started doing um, some of the panels, like the Hennepin County Family Law Project panel, getting some clients through that. You take a low fee and help some um, some people with some family law issues, um, and they kind of send the referrals to you. And so that was a good way to start and to get some experience and get some practice on sure. real life real life clients. Um, but then other than that, it's really been what I found most helpful has been a lot of networking. Um, I've stayed in really close contact with a lot of my law school classmates who don't do family law. And so they will definitely think of me when they have family members and friends who are going through a divorce or have a child custody issue and send them my way. Um, great friends with some people who do criminal law, and they tend to have a lot of clients who are in need of family law service. And so that's been really good too. Um, and then I've dabbled in some lead sources and stuff like that. And some are great and some are not so great. Um, uh -huh. And 
yeah, just kind of been really active, I think, in the, in the, the legal community, kind of with my own law school classmates and some people I know well, and that's helped me a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, I kind of was in the same boat. There was a recession um, in when, as I graduated from law school um, and started my own practice, and it was it was slow going. But yeah, I, I do remember my my law school classmates were probably my best initial source of clients, and then I kind of settled into an East Side community on the East Side of St. Paul, um, which was a very underserved community, and and started picking up. Um, you know, clients in the neighborhood, but, uh, mm-hmm. those were not, uh, fun, always fun days. There was a lot of, a lot of challenges to that. Um, yeah. How do you, sure. how do you get, do you have mentors? I mean, how do you get, you know, help in, with your cases? How do you reach out to people? Yeah. So I, um, definitely have utilized some of the resources through the legal incubator. Um, Card Chiano is the executive director and hooked a lot of us up with a lot of mentor attorneys who were willing to help us out. And so I know that there are a lot of people I can call when I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, the, the gentleman I used to work for has been, you know, we parted on, on pretty decent terms. He's been great to help me um, understand some of those higher level cases that <laughs> I just don't have experience with or, um, you know, Jerry Showquist, who's active at the law school, Mm -hmm. she has been great in, like, she helped me prepare for a trial. Like, I just don't know a lot about how to, you know, enter exhibits or what's good evidence or stuff like that. And she was great. The very first time I tried a case, she spent like an entire Saturday with me helping me prepare for a trial. Um, Some of my law school classmates have been great resources because they work for other firms. And so they have the benefit of somebody with them um, that they can go to getting a lot of answers. And so I've noticed a lot of them have um, mastered the practice of law or are mastering that a little bit more quickly than I am. Whereas I'm, you know, working on the practice of like, how do you build a business and sustain a, a, a business model and stuff like that? So we have different skill sets. And so some of them have been really useful too. But I think the legal community has been great. Um, I gave a free CLE at the library, at the law library in Apple Valley and ran into um, like Pat Buss there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, let's have lunch. Hey, if I can ever help you, you know, whatever I can do for you. And just so there have been a lot of people who have been really giving. And that's been awesome because I've reached out to them with questions and they've responded. And that's been great. I also had a mentor through the law school my last year. Um, and I reached out to her my first year of practice and she answered a ton of questions for me, too. And so it's just been really good to know that you have the support of the legal community and kind of the alumni network. Um, has been really cool. So, yeah, you know, I had not heard about the uh, the legal incubator program at Mitchell Hamlin before. Um, that's a that's a great resource. Uh, when I started the uh, the bar had something called the Colleague Program, and it may still exist. Um, but essentially, they published a printed directory every year, and in the back were the names of people who were willing to help uh, in various areas. And I know I met. Um, you know, Andrea Nemi, who became a great mentor to me, um, several other people. And I agree, the bar was extremely welcoming uh, when I came out and uh, had, you know, many of those kind of relationships that sounds like you're, you're building on, on your own. Um, yeah. So how, how's, how have the judges been? Um, how's it been <laughs> appearing in, in front of people? 
So I'll tell you, like, one of the first appearances I ever made, and you can tell I'd never been in a courtroom before, I'd never done, um, I didn't do, like, an externship where I was student certified in law school, and I remember the first case I appeared on by myself with nobody there, it was a criminal case, and Judge Carter in Dakota County was like, counsel, state your appearance, and I just froze and said nothing, and he goes, that just means say your name. Say your name, Kendra. You're an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right, Taylor Casper. <laughs> but so I feel like um, <laughs> the judges, when I've been introduced around and been, you know, people have said, oh, I haven't seen you before. Are you new to the bar? Um, I feel like they've also been fairly welcoming as well and given a lot of grace to these young faces that come out and look like deer in headlights. So that's been really good. Um, as I practice more in specific counties, I feel like I get to know who the judges are more. And um, they're always glad to see you on a family law case to know that the the litigants are represented. Mm-hmm. So they're very, <laughs> very nice and very congenial with that. So I haven't had any anything crazy happen with the judge or any super negative experience. I feel like they've also been pretty welcoming, um, especially through this time. Right. Like getting on a Zoom, uh, Zoom ICMC yesterday and having the judges say we're happy to see attorneys faces again. So <laughs> that is nice. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, I had a cattle call probate hearing my one of my first hearings um and then i believe it was uh, referee williams who was normally in family court was covering probate court and i kind of as i went in to check in i told the clerk i haven't done one of these before so if you want to make me towards the end i'd be fine with that and uh, i kind of sat and watched some of the other very experienced practitioners and there's a you know a, a structure where you walk up and you say for hearing your honor and it's like okay that's not what we did in family court so yeah. Um, it was, it was just a little different. So I, I, uh, I, you know, most of the judges I, I found to be pretty reasonable, but, um, you know, there were some pointed comments, uh, uh you know, it, when I didn't approach things the way they were used to and the other family law practitioners had done things a certain way. And, and, uh, you know, I just didn't know those things. And, um, but yeah. I've definitely felt that the few times I don't do criminal whatsoever now, but where I first started, I would have to cover a criminal hearing here and there. Mm -hmm. And it would always be, there's no one else to go. You need to go. And here's what you say. (laughs) I would never have any idea what's going on. So in criminal court, I feel like that's such a well-oiled machine. Everybody kind of knows the Mm -hmm. procedure and what to do. And, you know, they um, focus so, so um, intently on criminal in their practices that I was definitely a fish out of water. <laughs> I would feel those comments from, from the judge as well in criminal court. Cause I was clearly not doing whatever I was supposed to be doing correctly. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I remember standing, you know, you're standing in line to go check in with the judge um, and the prosecutor say, yeah, go talk to the judge about this. And it was just so odd because in family court, you didn't have separate communication with the judge and in criminal court, yeah. you could, you know, bounce something off the judge and just seemed Odd. And I remember standing in those lines waiting to see the judge and there'd be one person after another. And, you know, you have those conversations and you'd learn a lot. I mean, they'd ask what you're there for, the other attorneys, um, and would, you know, be willing to offer suggestions and help. And, um, I, you know, I, I did find that, you know, virtually every aspect of the bar pretty welcoming uh, when I started. And I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you're still having that experience as well. Yeah. So what are the big, what are the biggest challenges uh, starting your own practice. Yeah, definitely getting clients. That's a huge thing. You <laughs> yes. have to get clients because that's who pays your fee and how you feed yourself. Um, so that's that was hard. I think um, just year over year makes a huge difference. 
though. Um, just watching a practice girl, watching people say, you know, so-and-so sent me to you has been such a great feeling in this third year of practice that I was not experiencing in those first two years. So that's definitely number one is getting the clients. Number two is even though people are welcoming and have been really helpful, it's um, still hard when you aren't in an office with someone Mm -hmm. to get daily support because sometimes you just have a quick question and you might call someone and, you know, they're working too. They might be in court or busy or whatever. And so sometimes you are feeling your way through a lot more Mm -hmm. than I think who have mentorship so the mastery of the practice of law and of procedure and all those things I think is much slower when you're on your own um and then this is a good problem but I kind of hit that sweet spot of like all right now can I hire somebody Uh (laughs) that's like the weird the next weird thing right like okay I do I bring someone in and how do I bring them in and what do they do and I've never been anybody's boss before you know how do I structure their role here. Um, and so that's been a new challenge that I'm trying to navigate as well. So I think those are probably the big three things that have been challenging, um, these first couple of years. Yeah. I, I remember the same struggles. I, I had someone come in for like two hours a day. So she was a student at, uh, Arden Hills, a paralegal student, and she'd come in for two hours a day and do mail at the end of the day. And it was a great arrangement for me. And it was a great arrangement for her. And, you know, 25 years later, she's my office manager and has been with wow. me the whole time. So, um, you know, that, that happening across her, she was a clerk at a clothing store where I had worked as a kid. And, uh, someone said, yeah, she's a Amber's, a Amber's in paralegal school and why don't you hire her? And, you know, she's kind of hiding, you know, kind of embarrassed. About <laughs> so it's like, Hey, maybe we can make this work. And it was taking a chance. Um, cause I wasn't yeah. making a whole lot myself at the time, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, one of those things you think about, man, the best decision I ever made was hiring her because it's, it's, it's wow. paid off, uh, forever. <laughs> so wow, that's great. Yep. I hope I, I hope I get an Amber. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, uh, Taylor, I really appreciate the chance to talk to you. I know we ran across uh, cross paths on a case, and I hope, uh, even though you're kind of in the opposite side of the Twin Cities from me, I, I do hope we cross paths a lot in the future, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. You certainly have to appreciate the way Taylor is approaching this. These are challenging times, and she seems to be energetic and optimistic about her future in the practice of law. I want to remind you about the AFCC Ethics CLE on Friday, as well as to suggest that you check in on the AFCC community chats, which are taking place, I believe, every Friday and then every other Friday uh, once we hit summer. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business. 